Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Soul Reset is something that we're starting today. This is a new series that we are beginning, and it's going to go for six weeks, and it is intended for us to restart our lives with Christ, to restart our lives with one another, so that we experience a life of wholeness and not a life of emptiness. So we're going to have uh, adult groups that are going to be meeting. There, those are All that information is on the website. You are invited to be a part of one of those groups. We're also doing this in children's and youth ministries uh, for this six weeks. For those of you who are in the room, we have green pieces of paper over there by the door. You can pick those up that tell you the five adult groups that are going to be meeting, the times they meet, and the leaders. And you are welcome to reach out to one of those leaders and uh, ask them to, uh, to be in that group. So we would encourage you to do that. Uh, all this information is on the website. If you have any uh, questions, you can certainly reach out to Pastor Jana on her email and uh, get some more information about that or talk to myself or Pastor Dale after the service. We'll be glad to visit with you about that. So I hope that you're going to participate in that. The book, Soul Reset, uh, is uh, available online uh, at uh, Amazon and through Cokesbury, which is kind of the Methodist publishing wing. You're welcome to, to go there and purchase that book. I'd encourage you to get the book even if you're not going to be a part of a study group. Um, it's a story by Junius Dodson uh, of his own life and a time he was a highly successful pastor and really hit a breaking point. Um, and so you read about what he learned through that breakdown to establish and reestablish wholeness in his life. And it's a, it's a great, great book. I'd encourage you to get that. And so now, listen for the word of the Lord. Good morning, I'm Carol Furchak, and I will be reading from Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Carol, thank you for reading the scripture today. Soul reset. I mean, we all know what a reset is. If uh, your smartphone is malfunctioning, an app won't open, it's the, something's not right. Some, you ask somebody, what should I do with this? And often they'll say, well, have you tried restarting it? Right? Because once you restart it, it kind of resets things. Maybe you had too much going on, maybe it has some kind of funny glitch, but you need a restart. You need a reset. Same with your computer. We get so frustrated. I get so frustrated when the computer starts running slow, right? You're like, man, what is going on? Why is this so slow? Well, you know, maybe you've had way too many tabs open. You've been doing too many searches. What? It could be all kinds of things. And so, of course, somebody says, well, have you tried to restart it? Because the thing had way too much going on and it couldn't keep up. You do a reset, a restart, and then it functions properly. So we understand the idea of a reset. Well, how do you know if you need a soul reset? Here are some things to consider. Just examples. You could probably think of others. You might need a soul reset when you check your social media post every minute to see how many people are reacting to it. You might need a soul reset when you're not so much worried about what other people think about you. You're worried about what you think other people think about you. you got to think about that one just a little bit. 
concerned about what other people think about you. You might need a soul reset if you pretty regularly wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep. I have to admit, that's, that's what I wrote for myself on that. You might need a soul reset if you take delight in the misfortune of somebody else. You might need a soul reset if you feel completely disconnected from God. You might need a soul reset if going to worship or praying or serving just begins to feel like you're going through the motions, checking a box. You might need a soul reset if you feel sluggish. Everything is just a big effort, like you're walking through waist-deep water all day long. Might need a soul reset. Most of us need some kind of soul reset frequently. It's not just one thing you do at once and that's it. Not unusual for us along the time we realize, okay, I need to kind of recalibrate. I need to reset. I need to restart. I need to think this through. So let me clarify a couple of terms that we'll use throughout this series quite a bit. Uh, Well, like soul. We understand reset. Let's talk about soul for just a little bit. Uh, The words soul and life are used pretty much interchangeably by Jesus on several occasions in the Gospels. Soul and life. So why would that be? Well, it's because there's the the Greek word, it's one Greek word kind of for both things. And the the Greek word, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this, because I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's P-S-U-C-H-E in the English cognate letters. So, but it means, it means, it means soul, life, in two respects. One of them is like the breath of life. The fact you're a breathing human being is part of what that word means. But the other aspect of that word is the seat of personality, who you are. Because all of us are unique. So who, who you are. It's like, it's like when Jesus said in Luke 9.25 when he said, what, what does it matter if someone gains the whole world but loses their very self? Their very self. That's part of what soul means. So you're a living human being, breathing human being, and you are you. That soul, it's the essence of the person that God created you to be. So when John Wesley kind of capitalized on this understanding, John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, 18th century England, and when he was working with his preachers, training them uh, about going out and, and doing their, their ministry, and when he was talking about informing what we call small groups to do Bible studies and to pray and to meet with one another, that one of the questions to ask and answer in those groups was, how is it with your soul? You know, to get, get beyond just the surface conversations that we so often kind of stay in. How is it with your soul? How is it with your very life? It's a far deeper question. Another term we'll use a fair amount in this time is the word wholeness. Um, That can mean a lot of different things. I want to kind of frame it in terms of what we're talking about in this series of a soul reset. Wholeness. So uh, uh, Carol read that scripture passage just a minute ago. Um, I'm going to read it again, but from a different, a different translation, from the message, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of the Bible. And sometimes he just will use words and phrases that just make the, the thing pop out, and I think he, it does in this passage. So, so this is what Jesus says in that passage in the message. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. 
get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love those two phrases, to learn the unforced rhythms of grace and learn how to live freely and lightly. So imagine, uh, imagine a day in your life. Imagine that when you wake up in the morning, you wake up refreshed. You're rested. And as you go through your day, you have your list of to-dos. We all have a to-do list every day. Some of them are fun, some of them are not, you just, but you've got a, a to-do list. And as you go through your to-do list and you get things done, at the end of the time, end of the day, well, you still have some energy. You still feel pretty good. That, that during the day, you feel truly connected to people who are important to you. They may not be right there with you, but you feel that sense of connection, right? Even if they're distant, even if you're not going to get to see them till next month, you feel a connection, a real connection with another person. That during the day, just that sometimes at just some everyday things, you experience true joy. And at the end of the day, you go to bed feeling fulfilled and loved. You've just imagined what a day of wholeness might feel like. It's living a, a, an authentic life. It's about living so that your internal and your external self is congruent. It's, it's about not hiding behind a facade of what you want other people to think of you. It's, again, you think of Jesus' question, what good is it for someone to gain the world but lose their very self? But what we often experience, though, is stress. As a matter of fact, we talk about it a lot. We talk a lot about being stressed and how stressed I am and how I seem to live with stress. Do you ever wonder if sometimes we feel things because we talk about it so much? I mean, sometimes, do, we, do you ever wonder if we have it backwards? We think, because I feel this so much, I talk about it a lot. What if, it's the other, what if we talked about being relaxed and whole more? I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. But we talk about being stressed. Now, there, now, there can be a lot of different reasons that you have stress in your life, right? Very normal reasons that you have some level of stress. And there's a lot of different levels of stress, certainly, as you would feel it. But, but, but stress, in a sense, is not really the issue. Stress is the symptom. Stress is the symptom. Now, in, in his book, uh, Junius Dotson describes uh, stress this way. The number one cause of stress is inconsistent values. Not being authentic. Not living out what you think is truly important. That's the root cause of stress. Inconsistent values. When we are frequently and continu- or continuously stressed, it's certainly not free and light living. It's not wholeness. Many years ago, I was talking to a friend who had been through a, a, a spiritual formation training, and, and he, uh, he talked with me about what he had learned about the notion of uh, the difference of the words depletion and repletion. 
you know, depletion, deplete, we, we understand that. Um, uh, often we talk about how we have depleted water sources in the United States, especially in the West. We talk about depleting a fund. Uh, it's, it's something's going down. We talk about it personally. I'm depleted. I'm drained. I'm empty, right? And when, and when he was talking about this, and I thought, well, repletion would be filling back up. But I thought, is that even a word? You realize, I, I don't remember ever talking and using the word replete or repletion. Again, do we experience what we talk about the most? I don't know. So, depletion, repletion. Depletion are those things, sometimes just those daily activities that that drain you. And there's some normal activities we all have to do. There's all things, you know, that's on our to-do list we have to do that you don't particularly enjoy, but you got to do it. It, it, And it depletes you, it drains you. Repletion are those activities that when you do them, it energizes you. It feels good. You're filling back up. So since there are things that we know are going to deplete us, repletion then is about intentionally doing things to replete your life, to fill back up. If you don't do it, you're just going to stay depleted all the time, which is not what God intends for us. That's not wholeness again. So depletion are those things that deplete your energy. They distract your focus. They rob you of joy. Repletion are those things to restore your energy your focus, and your joy. So a soul reset is about adjusting priorities and actions so that we're not running on empty, but have, as we like to say, fuel in the tank. I'm not just running on fumes. I have some fuel to go on. Because, and here's the thing, remember this, life is not a competition to see who can do the most on the emptiest tank. Life is not a competition to see who can do the most on the emptiest tank. Because what does it gain a person to gain the whole world and lose their very self? Well, this is kind of a good segue into a spiritual practice to talk about just a little bit. It's in the book, uh, in the, at the end of the first chapter, as you read it, a spiritual practice called the Prayer of Examine. It's a, the Latin use of the word, which means examination. Uh, it was first uh, uh, written about, described, taught by Ignatius of Loyola uh, in uh, the 16th century. And, and he talks about the sense of times that we experience consolation, the consolation being the presence of God the very real sense of the presence of God in a moment, and those times that we experience desolation, where God feels far. We feel disconnected from God. So the, the prayer of examination, examine is, is about praying in such a way to pray through those times that you experience consolation and desolation. So, so I, I mean, the way I, I think of it is start your, I mean, end your day this way. It might be at the end of your work day, it might be after dinner, it might be before you go to bed, but at some point, take a minute, stop, just take a few minutes, it just takes a few minutes, you know, we take a few minutes to scroll through, through social media, take just a few minutes, turn the ringer on your phone off, I'll talk about that another Sunday, turn the ringer of the phone off, and just think back through your day, when you woke up, those first hour, hour, two hours, your morning, early afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, 
Think through your day. What happened? And when, you, and when you think through that, think, be asking the question, when did I feel consolation? When did I feel God close to me? And what was going on? What was I doing? What was I thinking? Who was I with? What about that helped me to feel God's consolation? And what were the times in my day that man, I felt desolation? I felt alone. I felt empty. I felt like God was nowhere near. What was going on? Who were you with? What were you doing? Now, it's just, this just takes a few minutes, and, and you may want to make sure and make a few notes to yourself and start to see these commonalities of the times that you feel God's consolation, the times you feel desolation. And as you, as you do that, what's going to start happening is as the day goes, as you live your day, you're going to begin to realize, oh, wow, I really do feel God's presence with me right now. I feel consolation. I feel God's consolation right now. And you may recognize those times during the day where you recognize in the moment, oh, man, I just feel desolation. I feel like I have no idea where God is. Consolation, desolation, prayer of examine. So we're on a journey. We're on a journey of a soul reset. So how is it with your soul? How is it with your very life, as Jesus said? What, what do you find brings you joy these days? What brings you a sense of burden? What is God saying to you today about making a soul reset? Typically, I conclude a message by offering a prayer. And I, I want to do that, but I want us all to pray together. And so there's a prayer that is going to be on the screen. I invite you to pray together with me. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for hearing our silent prayers. We thank you for drawing us closer to you and for your desire to make us whole. Free us from our burdens and free us for light and free living walking each and every day with you. We are praying for a soul reset, a restart with you. We commit to this journey of seeking wholeness and abundant life that can be found only in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.